to a very special edition of the Boyd Meets World podcast. I think I say that every time, but this time I mean it. I caught up with Steve Pallor, former quarterback of the Washington Huskies, who spent five years in the NFL with the Cowboys and Chiefs after his time uh, at Mont Lake. Steve was the quarterback the last time University of Washington played Penn State, which was in the 1983 Aloha Bowl. Steve was great to talk to as we chatted about the Aloha Bowl, uh, Don James, talked to little Herschel Walker from his time with the Cowboys, uh, and much more. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, I'm here with Steve Pallor, former quarterback at University of Washington from 1980 to 1983. Steve, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, you bet. Yeah, so you were the, the quarterback the last time uh, that Washington played Penn State, and that was in the 1983 Aloha Bowl. Um, so it's been almost 25 years since, well, more than that, uh, since these two teams have, have met up. I rewatched that game. It's on YouTube. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I saw a Mustang SVO commercial, uh, some early 80s fashion. But what do you remember from, from that game specifically? Well, mostly just a lot of disappointment. We, we just did not play very well as a team. We had, um, you know, we lost to the Cougars in the Apple Cup. Uh, so we were still kind of reeling a little bit after that because they knocked us out of the, the Rose Bowl. Um, and then, um, you know, I just remember, um, you know, myself and just, uh, uh well, primarily myself just not stepping up and, and having a very good game, uh, because it was a very winnable game against Penn State, but our offense, um, just sputtered and didn't really make any big plays. That's, that's what I remember the most about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a Danny Green punt return, uh, during that game. Any similarities between how Danny used to return with uh, with Dante Pettis? Yeah, you know what? I never really thought about that, but uh, you know they were uh, both real dynamic uh, receivers. You know Dante, um, you know a little bit taller and rangy. Uh, Danny Green was a little more compact and maybe even a little bit more explosive, I, I'm, but pretty similar in terms of their abilities. Um, I don't think Danny had quite as many opportunities as Dante did, but he, he made the best of them. And uh, I don't recall that return, but, um, you know, he had some good ones in his career. Definitely. Uh, so that was against Penn State. They're, they're the defending national champions. They were probably a little little disappointed to be only in the Aloha Bowl that season. But what did it feel like to play against Penn State or Michigan or any of those these, those big power programs that were outside of the conference? Um, well, we, we actually got to play Michigan, uh, the first, uh, home game of the season, uh, that, that year. And, um, and that was probably one of my favorite games in Husky Stadium because we were down a couple of touchdowns in the third quarter and came back and won. So, you know, that was Bo Schimbuckler, uh, was the coach then. And, and so it was, it was a little intimidating, I think, uh, going up against them. But, you know, our, our defense back in those days was so, Amazing uh, that 
you know, there wasn't really any team that uh, we couldn't compete with because our defense was so good in those years. Yeah, for sure. That was some vaunted defenses for, for decades while, while Don James was the coach. When you watch, um, you know, those old games, I think back to your career or when college football, uh, you know, back in the early 80s, and then you watch college football now, what are the biggest differences between kind of the style of play and how it all looks uh, then to now? I think it's, um, I think just the athleticism now. I mean, um, you know, you got, uh, you know, inside linebackers and um, corners that are just, you know, athletic freaks. I mean, they're just so amazingly fast and strong. Um, you know, you just, uh, and quarterbacks have to, um, you know, be so decisive and accurate just because of the, the, the margin for error is so um, much less, um, it seems like, than uh, than what it was in those days. I mean, you could get away with a little bit more, uh, uh, it seems like, in our day. But these days, um, you know, that athleticism is just amazing. Yeah, one thing I noticed off just from the glance was, I don't know if, if – uh, y'all had a, a play where it was designed out of the shotgun the whole whole game. Did, was there anything in the playbook out of the shotgun? No, I mean we didn't really. Um, I didn't really get exposed to the shotgun until the NFL. So we, we uh, in fact, I don't know that there was really any teams uh, when we were playing that were in the pack. I guess it was pack ten at the time that um, that utilized the shotgun. Yeah, crazy to think that that's, that's how it was uh, then, and now it's kind of the exact opposite now. Um, so Don James was, the, was your coach throughout your entirety of uh, your career at UW. Um, I've, I've read the Thursday speeches by Peter Tormey. Um, I, I, I know there was a speech in 83 after the, the UCLA loss um, about you know getting back on the, on the saddle and playing Arizona and you know got to focus on this game. He was famous for his speeches. Do you have any favorite uh, Don James speeches that, that you can remember? Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, he, uh, I just, uh, remember always being sure that I got into my seat, you know, before he came down the mm-hmm. stairs, um, you know, uh, you just not want to be late with, with him, uh, coming into the meeting room, uh, that would have, that would have been a bad move. Um, but I don't remember any, any particular speeches, no. What was, what was the consequence if, if you were late? If, you, if Don James got there before you did in a meeting, um, you, you were usually running. I mean, I I remember uh, sleeping in one day uh, during a bowl game and and uh, coming to practice late and just having to run my tail uh, after practice. So it usually involved a lot of running. When you think about how his impact on the program there for you know for almost two decades and um, the amount of accomplishments he was able to achieve there. What did what did Don James mean to to Husky football as a whole? Well, I think uh, I think he um, really just brought a level of professionalism, uh, discipline. Um, you know, he was kind of old school in the terms of you know he um, I don't think he really tried to intimidate people. Um, but he was an intimidating figure, and I just think that, um, you know, uh, 
nowadays, you know, that's not quite as common. I think there are coaches out there that now that are, um, you know, more, more outgoing, personable, have, uh, different relationships with the players rather than, you know, he was, he, he basically let his assistants do the hands-on coaching. He was kind of, you know, coach the coaches and so to speak. And so, um, but I think that, that, um, that method worked really well. And, and I mean, I think, you know, Nick Saban is kind of that same way. I mean, he kind of out of that same mold. Uh, you know, even some of the coaches are a little intimidated by, uh, Nick Saban, kind of like, you know, our coaches were intimidated a little bit by Coach James. They, 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 they want to make sure they had their ducks in a row too. Absolutely. Uh, so you, rewatching that 83 game, you were throwing passes to, to Tony Roten and Tony Roten Sr. and handing the ball off to Jock Robinson. Uh, what is it, what is it like to see the, 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 Kids of those two guys end up being stars at, at UW in their own right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, seeing their their sons play, and you know the. But there's a couple, you know, guys that their their sons ended up going to different colleges, and that was disappointing too. I know Scott mm-hmm. Garnett had his his uh, son end up going to Stanford, so you know. Um, but it was really fun to see, uh, you know, Jock's son continue to do well and, and Tony Roden's son to stay within Washington. So, um, it, uh, to see there's, you know, and there's still, um, you know, kids of players that are s- still around that, that, uh, you know, we're able to follow. It makes it really fun. Definitely. Uh, heading into well, a couple more questions and we'll get you out of here. Uh, had to be the 2017 Fiesta Bowl with, with UW playing Penn State for the first time since, since that 83 game. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, this current edition of the dog and kind of the, the last, uh, three or four years of the Chris Peterson, uh, era here? Uh, I just, I really feel like they, um, they're building a, a real solid foundation. I just think they seem to recruit great kids. Um, they they do it the right way. You know, Coach Pete demands excellence out of, you know, every coach, every player. Um, and I think he really cares about him. I think he's a, a great a model of, um, you know, uh, discipline and, and excellence. I mean, he's definitely a, uh, a coach that I would want my son to, to be tutored under. So I think that's, you know, that's, uh, the mark of a solid program. Yeah, that's that's about as good of a, of a compliment as you could give. Uh, any predictions for the game? Um, you know, I haven't seen Penn State play much, but it just seems like um, Coach Pete and the guys um, really step it up and, and prepare well for the bowl game. So, I would uh, my prediction would be twenty four fourteen Huskies. I'm all for it. I like it. One last question. This is for my own selfish uh, interest, knowing about this. You had some great running backs uh, in your NFL career, between Herschel Walker, Tony Dorsett, and uh, the Nigerian Nightmare Christian Okoye. If you had to pick one to hand the ball off to, which one of those guys would you would you pick? Oh man, that's tough. I mean, um, probably Herschel. I would think uh, just because um, you know 
he was so electrifying. I mean, he could take it to the house um, if he really wanted to, you know. Uh, it seemed like um, he, uh, he was just so tough to tackle and so fast. So it was just fun, you know, once you got a homing to just see him take off. Any uh, any fun stories about Christian Accord adjusting to to the NFL? Um, you know what he he was just a a great humble guy. I mean that's just my favorite memory about him is he uh, you know just him and his accent and uh, demeanor and um, you know he just he loved the game of football he and he played hard and he was just a great guy. I think that's. That's my favorite story about him. Great. Uh, Steve, this is a blast. Thanks so much for coming on and giving your time and insight on all of this. Uh, go dogs. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks again to Steve Pelour. We'll hopefully have some other fun guests coming up as we preview the Fiesta Bowl uh, later this month. Once again, the song is called Too Complex by Sixth Sense and the Kid Daytona. See you next week.